can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea. Yes, I'm that old. I remember that line. Hi, welcome to Testing Thursdays with Wayne Ivasich as part of the Talking Pools podcast system. Uh, I had a great week. It's been hot as hell here in Maryland. Very, very hot. Not quite as humid as it would normally be this time of year. Just simply hot. We're talking mid to upper 90s which is really weird for this time. We call it second summer here in the Mid-Atlantic area. There's first summer, false fall, second summer. Second fall will be coming probably next week or by the end of the month, but who knows. Anyhow, um, today's topic is a little bit different. Um, Still talking about pools and spas and testing and chemistry and all that nice, neat stuff. But this little topic has been talked about a lot lately and I thought well I'll just chime in and give my two cents worth and see hopefully everybody will see what I have to say about it and move move on from there so what we're going to be talking about today are cold plunge pools cold plunge pools say that five times fast not easy cold plunge pools well what what is a closed closed. I see I already messed up. Cold plunge pool. Um, basically, it's it's a pool or a small um, uh, enclosed area in which the pool water temperature is about oh, anywhere from 50 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, Celsius is I think 7 to 12. Could be wrong. Don't, don't know the conversion factor off the top of my head. I should, but I don't. But it's darn cold. And a lot of times you'll see maybe ice cubes floating in it or ice chunks or whatnot. But in the past, uh, sports teams, particularly football and baseball, but more football, anything that has to do with a lot of running too. So we're talking uh, soccer, things like that. Um, you you sit in a hot in a hot tub or spa for a few minutes, then you go out and then you plunge. Literally, you just dump your body into this cold ass pool <laughs> and um it's you see it at fitness centers you see it in you know, sports venues you see it all over the, the place uh, it's it's kind of a hydrotherapy uh, option maybe that's the right word to use when you're talking about cold plunge pools um and then uh, you've probably seen some of the things on youtube and some other things you know x or whatever twitter is called now and and um, uh, all the other social media, where you know you'll you'll see a guy or a gal jump in that cold pool, cold plunge pool, and just go, <laughs> you know, you see teeth chattering and the whole body shaking a little bit, and then get out again. So why are why are these people 
why? why? <laughs> you know, I certainly don't like cold water to get in, let alone plunge my entire body, massive as it may be, into a cold, cold plunge pool. I no, why would I want to do that? Of anything? Well, there's some some good physiology uh, uh, replies to that answer. Uh, really good physiology pl- uh, um, answers. Um, and I, I, I hesitate to guess, but I would suspect that the, at the upcoming World Aquatic Health Conference in Vegas in November, this topic's going to come up and come up several times, especially in the sports medicine, not medicine, sports field. Um, so <clears throat> I digress like I always do, and I don't get to the point like I always do. I kind of beat it around the bush. So why a cold plunge pool? Why are they there? Well, there's there's a, a a system to behind to to cold plunge pools, and it's a two part system. You have hot water pools, which are spas or steams or saunas, and then cold plunge pools, and very popular in the Scandinavian countries, uh, parts of of course Russia. You know any any area that has pretty much winter ninety percent of the year. Um, have used these, uh, and in a natural form, particularly in Scandinavia, um, to provide uh, benefits to to your body. Um, and a lot of them have to do with uh, uh, increased blood flow. Uh, you're talking about um, uh, addressing any kind of swelling or or um, any kind of inflammation, uh, a, a joint um, uh, waking up your joints, basically going from one to another. Um, it is also said to release endorphins, uh, which help to increase your mood. Um, I know a lot of Karens that might want to try that. Um, there's also some studies um, that have been done uh, about uh, metabolic rate increases and um, uh, that, that things that help to make the body work a whole lot better. That, that, that it really should should be doing. Um, but it's also a way of, of helping to speed along the repair, um, referencing what I just said a couple minutes ago, uh, with, with muscle issues, with uh, uh, bruised, uh, uh, any kind of muscle on your body that, that can be bruised. Um, and it helps to slow down that inflammation, uh, reduce bruising, Things of that nature, uh, it's it's a panacea of all things uh, to to um, to the human body. Um, the question then um, uh, comes: Well, how do you treat chemistry-wise a cold plunge pool? Well, the answer is: How do you treat a hot tub? <laughs> you know, how do you treat a pool? You treat it as if it was an actual pool itself. So, so what does that mean? So, uh, in, in the true sense of the word, that means you get out your, your water balance ears and you put them on your head and you start dealing with, with all of the basics. So we're talking sanitation, uh, slash oxidation. We're talking, <clears throat> you know, all the water balance parameters, pH, alkalinity, calcium hardness, TDS temperature, things like that. So the Langlier saturation index plays an important part. Uh, we're talking about, for example, how often should you drain a cold plunge pool? Now, we, we know with 
with uh, hot tubs um, that and, and things, the spas and things like that. There's an actual actual formula you can use to determine how many days between complete drainings. Because remember, people, that <clears throat> and I've gone over this earlier when I talked about uh, hot water chemistry. Uh, a spa, a hot tub is nothing but a big bathtub. And you don't want to be sitting around either in other people's bath water or your own after several uses. Um, it can become a problem, a big time problem. So, so how often did you, should you, uh, drain a, a hot tub completely and fill it with fresh water? Well, the, the formula is you take the number of gallons you have in the spa and then you divide that by three. And then you take that number and divide it by the average number of users per day. And then the resulting number is how many days between complete drainings. So let's give a really good example. Say we have a, a residential spa that's around 600 gallons. So 600 divided by three is 200. Uh, now, after we suddenly remember to put our math hats on, uh, we that average number of twos, the average number of uses per day is two. That's a mom and pop, husband, wife. Um, or husband, husband, or wife, wife, or whatever, um, friend, friend, um, it, two people a day on an average use this thing. So 200 divided by two is 100. So every 100 days, that spa should be drained, uh, cleaned out, rinsed out, flushed out, and then be filled with fresh water, uh, which is realistic. You know, once a quarter, if you want to kind of keep it like that, keep it fairly easily easy to remember. The problem comes when you're talking about commercial spas, and I will get to cold plunge pools in a moment. Hang tight. It's just the lead up, just the, the teaser. Um, with recreation, with, with excuse me, with commercial spas, you have a problem. Um, and it's pretty widespread that say you have a, a, a local gym that has a 1500 gallon, um, spa, uh, on property and it's in, and it's an indoor spa of all things. So 1,500, using the same formula, 1,500 divided by three is 500. Every day, 100 sweaty people use the spa on an average. 100 sweaty people. Well, why are they sweaty, Mr. Wayne? Because they don't practice appropriate hygiene and they don't rinse off before they go in the spa because they will be rinsed off when they get in the spa. They use that. It becomes their bathtub. So 500 divided by 100 sweaty people is five. So every five days, that spa should be completely refilled, uh, completely drained and refilled with fresh, fresh water. You think that happens? Absolutely not. It is the exception rather than the rule, unfortunately, that this is not done. And it's not done for a variety of reasons. Primarily has to do with cost. You know, water costs, we know this. And then Added into that, the cost of, you know, the chemicals to treat the water, the cost of the payroll of the staff that has to deal with draining and refilling and treating the water, you know, and on and on and on and on. So that's hot water. Now, let's start talking about cold cold water plunge pools. What do you do with them? Well, remember in some earlier podcasts, I talked about chemical reactions and how in hot water, um, Every 18 degree Fahrenheit increase in temperature increases the, the, the chemical reactions um, 
twofold or more. So the hotter the water, the faster uh, any kind of treatment product you're doing to do whatever it is you need to do um, is uh, well over, uh, is, is way, way too fast, rather. Uh, and sometimes that can be lost um, lost revenue if the water is is not properly sanitized all the all the variety uh, all the parameters for water balance are off uh, it's just not a good situation now with cold water plunge pools what do you do well with cold water chemical reactions occur slower much slower so that um, to add a treatment product to do whatever it is you need it to do, it's not going to be as quick as it would be at a normal uh, temperature range pool, which is 78, 82 degrees or something like that. This is cold water, okay? So you still need to keep the water properly sanitized. So uh, if, if it's a commercial, and probably is at this point, a public, a commercial system, um, those, those guys who maintain them for the, for the football teams, um, you still have to follow appropriate health code regulations for sanitation uh, and all the other parameters. So for sanitation, you're still looking, you know, chlorine levels, two to four parts per million, free chlorine levels are the two to four parts per million, ideal pH range 7476, ideal alkalinity range 80 to 120 parts per million, uh, lower non-existent TDS. And uh, temperature, well, no, we're dealing with temperature. So um, the TDS and the temperature kind of, um, well, TDS plays a somewhat irrelevant role in this because we're never going to drain it frequently. Um, and, of course, temperature, we're talking about cold water. So you have to be very, very careful uh, when, you're, when you're treating cold water. You have to make sure that the water ha has enough time to uh, recognize the fact that you've added product in the in the water to to create a change in something. So let's say you added a little bit of acid. The pH was at a little bit on the high side. You had a little bit of acid to lower that pH. Regardless of whether it's the liquid acid or or, or the dry acid, you're still going to have to have some time for all that to mix in the water. And I just got a visual in my head of a cold, cold plunge pool with a guy in a great big paddle in it, you know, swirling around like it was a big thing of soup. Oh, I guess technically it could be a big thing of human soap. Oh, no, that's really gross. Anyhow, um, I digress again. Um, so you have to be aware. You have to be conscious of the fact that all of these chemical reactions are going to be much, much slower um, and that you can't rush through um, correcting the water uh, if it needs to be corrected. Now, how often should you drain a cold plunge pool? Well, there is no formula uh, out there, uh, at least none that I'm aware of. But if you do do some sleuthing on Google uh, and around some of the other uh, papers and research that have been done on cold plunge pools, it looks like depending upon how often they're used, every four to eight weeks. So maximum of a couple months, um, and then you should drain it uh, and refill it with water and ice, uh, and um, uh, you know you've got a fresh situation. 
one of the things that I have read is that with with cold water plunge pools, you can't stay in them very long, much like you have like, you know, 15-minute tops, really, uh, in, in a spa or hot tub. The recommendations that I've seen vary. Uh, some say you can't be in for any more than a minute. Some say max of um, seven minutes to 10 minutes, no more than 10 minutes, that kind of thing, because that could change your metabolism and and could do nasty things to your body uh, that you want don't want to have done. But um, you still don't want to you know, lay in there for hours and hours and hours, obviously. Um, it you know, it kind of defeats the purpose of having a cold plunge pool as opposed to a cold pool that you sit in or, you know, not a hot tub, a cold tub in this case. But, um, uh, yeah, so, so you have to be very much aware of, of length of time spent in the water, too. So have I scared enough people about cold plunge pools? I hope not because I'm seeing and I'm hearing more benefits by using these cold plunge pools um, than uh, I am seeing anything negative. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the the amount of um, media coverage on cold plunge pools, obviously, you know, centered or focused on, on athlete, athletes and athletics and you know, things like that. But I've seen a few, a few things that are geared towards homeowners. Um, that, you know, are, are really into fitness uh, for whatever reason. Uh, and they, they have a cold plunge pool um, in, in their, in their, at, on the property. <laughs> Again, getting a visual in my head that just won't go away. is I'm thinking those big horse troughs, <laughs> the stainless steel horse troughs, troughs, T-R-O-U, oh God, whatever it's spelled, um, filled with water, then added ice to it. And then, you know, the football player, college football player just came off the field. It's after the game, and they're trying to recoup when, you know, the, the guy jumps in the, the cold plunge pool for a few minutes. That That's what I'm kind of visualizing right now. And that's honestly probably a good representation of, of what I have seen and read about um, out there in the um, Internet world. Um, but, it, you know, it, it, it's becoming a good – it's becoming a thing, a really good thing um, uh, out there, uh, for, um, like I said, phys- physiologic reasons, uh, which will of course, um, draw in scrutiny by the, the industry. I mean, it happens it can't help that. And there will be other people out there who will disagree with what I say, which is fine, which is okay, which is cool. Um, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, but the kind of information that I passed along is pretty generic and pretty much common sense, which which has been a theme of mine for decades. I mean, let's use a little bit of common sense here, people, when we're talking with, with treating not only cold plunge pools, but any other kind of, of, of water, recreational water um, environment. Still got to treat the water, people. Still got to make it safe for people to use. Still have to add some kind of sanitizer and oxidizer in there. Still got to do what you got to do. And no matter what it is you think you need to do, you got to do the basics here. Um, I almost said, oh, we got to do the basics here, bro. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm too old for saying things like that. Anyhow, um, that's pretty much it for 
for today. I appreciate your your attention and for you to listening to me go a little bit nutty with my voice. Um, uh, upcoming topics, not sure what's going, what what the weird weirdness in my skull is thinking about for a few more topics. But if you have ideas for topics for me to cover, or if you have a technical question that you think all of the listeners will be will benefit by, please, 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 please send those those questions and those topic suggestions to talkingpools um, at gmail.com. That's talkingpools at gmail.com. And once we get them, we'll take a look at them. And if your email is selected uh, to be addressed, uh, you will get a prize, a super duper, shh, don't tell anybody kind of prize, a reward for, for sending something in, for actually listening to us when we rant all over the place. Um, and that's pretty much all I have all today. What I want to leave you with is a, um, a proper... Um, congratulations to one of our Talking Pool podcast speakers. Uh, Andrea Nanini was recently um, uh, voted as the um, as the president of, I believe it's Treasure Island uh, Pool and Spa Association. I'm probably wrong on that one, Andrea, so forgive me. I uh, didn't drop my pen enough, I guess. Uh, but it, it's 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 a good thing because she's she's a dynamite lady and 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 knows her stuff knows her stuff well and uh, has a really good sense of of leadership qualities that I think uh, her chapter will be um, the beneficiaries of. So uh, congratulations, Andrea! Um, you will do great. Um, just you know keep on going, keep on going. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for your attention. I will be talking at you next week. Please stay safe out there. Take care. Bye-bye. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 